Welcome to the conversation, sort of a prelude to our discussion yesterday in which we uh, emphatically state that the war on fossil fuels is also a war on humanity. And what I mean to say by that is that everything is is tied to the, the cost of energy. Uh, you think about the first people who were involved with commerce, uh, the Sumerians, you know, in 2000 B.C., even they would base their prices on their goods that they sold and traded on how expensive it was to travel from city to city, uh, oftentimes on camel or some other uh, mode of transportation. But that transportation has a cost, and that cost was always built into the services and the goods that were being traded or provided. So in the same sense, all of our electric bills are tied to the cost of energy, and that electricity is what powers us every single day. Whether we're cooking breakfast or whether we're using our iPhones, whether we're watching TV, taking a shower, driving our vehicles, using our computers, whatever it is that we're doing, we're using energy. If there's one thing that man does, he uses energy. This is why we eat. And so when you have someone like Joe Biden who comes along and just haphazardly, without thinking about the consequences of what he's doing, you have an energy crisis. And he's an idiot for doing it. He's a just, just, it only shows you that he doesn't think. He made a political decision to undo a Trump initiative, which made it cheaper for Americans to have oil because Trump allowed us to drill it. He allowed fracking. He got the hell out of the way, which is what you're supposed to do. We didn't form this union so that the president could willy-nilly decide what the cost of energy could be. That is not something that I think that he should have the right. I mean, if any part of the U.S. government should have the right to regulate or somehow control energy in some fashion to make sure that we have it, it would be Congress. Not the president. You know, he he basically, he and Granholm and all these others, Pete Buttigieg, they have it in their head that by showing that they are environmentally conscious, somehow they're better than the rest of us or they're as good as the left wants, wants them to be. There is some inextricable, unimaginable, uh, imbecile, uh, pubescent, prepubescent idolization of the earth that makes a person think that by restricting or making energy more expensive, that somehow that saves the planet. You're an idiot. It doesn't do anything. It hurts poor people. Case in point, at least 20 million households, about one in six American homes, are behind on their power bills as soaring electricity prices spark what is said to be the worst ever crisis in late utility payments, according to Bloomberg citing data from the National Energy Assistance Directors Association, otherwise known as NIADA. NIADA said electricity prices had increased significantly since 2020. Hello? After a decade of stagnation, which is not true because if you remember during the latter part of the second uh, term of President Obama, we again saw gas prices rise to about $4.25. And then it went steadily down 
When Trump was in office, it dropped to the bottom to 215. Some states were charging a, a buck 90 for a gallon of gas. And that all changed on January 20th or whenever it was that Biden, his first act in office. And I don't know why he did it. I don't, there was something uh, I, I don't understand. It's like he, he came up behind you and kicked you in the back of one of your legs. That's what he did. He gutted the energy production of this country as a way of appeasing the left. And their, their futile attempt to fight the climate change, fight, fight climate crisis. And here we are. One in six American homes are behind on their power bills that have gone up 60% in some areas. Neata said electricity prices had increased. The steep rise has resulted in billions of dollars in overdue power bills. And it goes on to say in this article that the U.S. Consumer Price Index from one year ago was up. Utility shutoffs have become more common across the U.S. as some lower-tier households. You like that? Lower-tier households. That means poor people. That means most people making under $30,000 a year are paying not only three to four times more in utility prices, but also their, their gasoline. People that have to drive to work are now driving on buses. Oh, that makes Jennifer Granholm really happy. When she goes to bed at night, she doesn't count sheep. She counts how many people are riding the buses. Jean Sue, a senior attorney at the Center of Biological Diversity, which tracks utility disconnections across the U.S., warned of a, quote, tsunami of shutoff as the highest inflation in 40 years eats away wages and financially devastated the working poor. This is Biden's war on energy, folks. This is what he has created with the stroke of a pen. Adrian Nice is one of those struggling Americans who is more than $3,000 behind on utility bills. Last month, she received a final notice from her power company, who turned off the electricity to her studio apartment in Minneapolis as temperatures approaches near triple digits. Well, how do you think she's going to feel in the winter? When Minneapolis drops to, you know, 20 degrees for three months. She's going to really love her electric bills. She's going to wish for global warming. Nice found it near impossible to save money for utility expenses that have doubled over the past year. Food, shelter, gas prices have also skyrocketed. Her low-paying job as a house cleaner has left her in energy poverty. Now, a less sensitive person of mine would say, well, maybe you should go get a better job. But that's pretty insensitive, don't you think? Because before Biden was in office, she was probably making enough to live. And we don't know her circumstances. But what we do know is that whatever she was making before, has it's not commensurate with the rate at which energy, food, everything else tied to it has gone up. I mean, I said this before, when the gas price is doubled, you can pretty much expect that most everything else will go up to the same degree at some point. Across the country, power companies report a surge in non-payment customers. California's PG&E said there had been a 40% jump in the number of residential customers behind on payments since February 2020. New Jersey's Public Service Enterprise Group said the customers are at least 90 days late 
energy prices having risen 30% since March. So if your electric bill was $200, it jumped to $260. If your energy bill was $300, it jumped to almost $400. Quote, people on the bottom, they can't pay. According to Mark Wolf, Naida's executive director. Readers know that low-tier consumers are financially typed out, t- tapped out. That's, that's by the way, uh, that's poor people. They've maxed out on their credit cards, depleted savings, and seen wages wiped out due to inflation. Inflation caused by a reckless and derelict president. And I, and I hate to use such strong words, but I've never seen somebody in my 59 years of life, and I, and I can remember going all the way back to LBJ, big ears. And, and I've, I saw this happen during the Carter years, uh, during the Ford years, and to a certain extent uh, during the years of Obama, where these people are playing with our lives because they think they're trying to make things better for us. And they end up making things far worse. And they don't really have a plan. This is only one, one part of the, the problem. Rising prices, ri- rising energy, lack of energy being produced. It's fueling the war. It's making Putin rich. It's financing the Ukraine war. The United States right now is financing both sides of the Ukraine war. We've made energy so expensive that Putin is bringing in, he's raking in the cash, and it's financing his war against Ukraine. And then we are also supplying Ukraine with the billions of dollars in weaponry. So we're hence financing two sides of the same war. We're making it possible for Vladimir Putin to finance his war through the sale of energy, which has reached an all-time high per barrel, all-time high, over $110 a barrel. And this feeds his military machine. And he can also use uh, energy as a weapon against Germany and against France, Belgium, the entire EU. He's got Nord Stream. And our stupid president shut off our supply of oil. Now he's tapping into the preserves. Smart idea. Talked to people in Texas yesterday. They said their their bill has doubled. Their electricity bill has doubled, and they're still concerned that the grid won't be able to handle it. The grid. Meanwhile, millions of people will starve this year, not only because food is more expensive, but it's also less plentiful. You know, we'll be fine in the United States. We'll still go to the store. We'll still see our chicken and our hamburger meat and our fish and our potatoes and our corn and our tomatoes. All of that lettuce, but who knows? California is having a major drought. A drought exacerbated by poor leadership once again. So, we are in a bad situation made even worse by the fact that we have a derelict president, an incompetent vice president. I mean, this is on her. The border crisis is on her. She was the one appointed to fix it. And she hasn't done shit. And meanwhile... The the migrants keep coming across. The drugs keep coming across. Over 110,000 people died last year of fentanyl overdose. It is now the number one synthetic drug in the world being consumed. Some people don't even know it. Some people don't even know that they have fentanyl mixed in with other. The drug dealers are trying to get people addicted, getting in that super explosive high. 
And on the flip side of that, you have a vice president who wants to get to the roots of why people decide to migrate. You know, in a few years, she won't have that problem. America will be such a terrible country, people will be wanting to leave. It'll be so crime-infested. Man, bad leadership. And you know what? At the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, why don't people get angry? Because even during the COVID pandemic, when businesses were being shut down by leaders who were too concerned about their own political futures, they ended up blaming the economic shutdown on the virus. It wasn't the virus that caused the economic shutdown. It was poor leadership. But they want to blame it on something that people can't get mad at, see? can blame the gas prices on the economy. Okay, well, I guess I'm mad at the economy. No, we can, we can blame, uh, you know, COVID for the deaths. Oh, no, let's not blame China. Let's not blame Fauci and gain-of-function research with... You know, let's face it, folks. These people who are in charge are not in our serving in our best interests. But there will be a reckoning. There will be a change. That the pendulum always swings is my motto. The pendulum always swings back and forth, back and forth. We'll talk to you again soon on the next edition of The Conversation. Don't forget to follow me online as well. My email is realjimwatkins1 at gmail.com. realjimwatkins1 at gmail.com. Our website is floridalifeisbetter.com, floridalifeisbetter.com. And until next time, thanks again for joining me on The Conversation.